0: How you doing Rock family, God bless y'all, God bless y'all. Happy Sunday, happy Sunday. We are having communion today. I hope you've been following us every week and we'll be talking about having communion today. And if you're not ready, get your bread out, your juice, something from the vine. It could be orange juice. If you don't have grape juice, if you got a little wine, go ahead and take that out, whatever you want. If you have like a little grape or an apple or something That's off the vine, and then some bread, and we're gonna have communion. So go out and get that ready. My name is Miles McPherson. I'm the pastor of the rock, and it has been a wild ride through this corona series. Uh, But we are excited about being able to minister to you, and we're learning a lot about how to leverage the internet, online, uh, video chat, video conferences to stay connected. I wanna encourage you, even though we have social distancing, that you are emotionally connected. And so stay in contact with people, be calling people from the church, praying with them. Um, we're calling you so uh, hopefully it's been a blessing to you. Uh, but today we're going to take communion. It's going to be a special day as we prepare for Easter, Good Friday and Easter coming up next week. That's going to be an amazing week. So if you can hit the share button right now, share with all your friends so they can take communion. Even if they don't have the exact perfect things, they can still partake with us. They can get a little crack or something they can have there um, so we can commune together and prepare our hearts for next week. Let me pray for us And then we're going to get into our message. We've got a great message for you. A little tag team thing going on. But it's going to be great. And then we're going to take communion. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you that you died and rose from the dead. And you told us to do this in remembrance of you. So we are going to take communion out of obedience. I pray you prepare our hearts for it. And that you prepare our hearts for next week as we celebrate Good Friday when you died. And Sunday, Easter Sunday when you rose from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Come on. If you have a Bible, on the count of three, we lift our Bibles up and say, Word. We honor the Word of God. It's living and active, sharper than the two-edged sword. So on the count of three, say, Word. One, two, three, say, Word. 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 Let's, turn to, let's turn to Luke chapter 22. Luke, Luke 22. My wife and I have been married uh, 30, it will be 36 years this September. So we have 35 years and a half right now. And when we were... Go ahead. Give a hand. A little hand come on. Been, it's been a great 35 years. Um, for me, I don't know if it's been great for her. But uh, when we were 25 years into our marriage, we, we renewed our vows. When we originally got married, we flew to Vegas. Areno and got married in the judge's chambers. It was just me, her, and one witness and the judge. We didn't have a big ceremony. We didn't have a dress, the long wedding dress. Uh, we got engaged during the, uh, got married during our football season and we only had Tuesday off. So we just flew in and came back same day. So we never had a big wedding. So at 25 years, we said, let's have a wedding. So we got the big dress. We, had, we invited the church. We filled up the sanctuary. My dad walked down the aisle. She, she, I never met her dad. He's been out of her life since she was a teenager. My dad walked it down. We took vows. And when we came on stage, we renewed our vows. And we were declaring what we remembered about what we originally said. That we were going to stay together till death do us part. From richer for poor, for better for worse. And what we were doing, remembering and reminding everybody else, this is the commitment we made. When we take communion, we're doing the same thing. We are acknowledging to the world that we made a commitment to Jesus Christ. Not only to follow him, but we are also acknowledging that we remember what he did for us. Look what it says in Luke chapter 22, verse 19. This is after, during the Last Supper. They described the Last Supper. And it says in verse 19 of Luke 22, He took the bread and gave thanks and broke it and gave to them and saying, this is my body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. You're going to learn about the bread. You're going to learn about the, the wine they took and the blood of Jesus Christ and his body represented in the bread and the wine. But he says, "I want when you think of me, when you think of me, I don't want you to think of the blessings you're going to get first. I don't want you to think of you know how happy I'm going to make you. I want you to think of the fact that I died for you. I got denied by my disciple. I got betrayed by another disciple. The people I died for, my own people declared crucify him. I suffered. I was beat. I was spit on. I was lied about. I was betrayed. I was nailed to a cross where I hung for six hours and bled to death. I I want you to remember what I went through for your sake. So when I ask you to die for me, when I ask you to live for me, when I ask you to obey me, it should be no problem. So we do this remembering what he went through for us so we can have a relationship with the father so we could be free from our own bondage and our own sin. So I'm going to bring up Pastor Jason. He's going to explain part of the communion service. Pastor Greg is going to come up. Pastor Travis is going to come up. And we're going to take communion. So check it out. God bless you. Before we begin, I just want to take a moment uh, to honor our senior
1: pastor uh, for his leadership as he has led us through some uncertain times, some crazy times. Uh, I just want to honor him. Would you join me as we honor our a senior pastor for his leadership? Uh, if you still have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to John chapter 6, verse 35. As you're flipping there, the question is, why bread? What is it about bread? As we take, there's two elements, bread and juice, juice or wine. And why, why these elements? John chapter 6, verse 35, Jesus is talking. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. I don't know if you've ever taken a moment to think about what is he saying there? Why bread? Right? We, we, we know Jesus has referred himself as many different things. He's a rock of our salvation. right? He's a prince of peace. I mean, there's so many names that Jesus has, but why bread? Why, why bread? And I think it's because he's, he's taking something so common. Something we're used to. Uh, you think about first century Israel. Whether you were poor or rich, everyone would likely have bread at every meal. Much like today, around the world, many of us, we often have meals and bread is involved. And he talks about hunger and thirst. You see, he's talking about some of our primal desires. right? How often do you hunger and thirst? Daily? Multiple times a day? You see, what Jesus is doing is he's saying, listen, if you want life, true life, It's me. I'm the bread. I'm the one that you're going to find. And right now, if we're being honest, many of us are realizing, perhaps for the first time, that our life is not what we thought it once was. Some of us aren't working right now. And we're like, well, maybe my identity is not in my career or my job. Some of us are saying, man, maybe my salvation isn't going to come from my bank account. There ain't a whole lot in there right now. Maybe that's not going to save me. My family, who I love, my friends, and I value those relationships, but maybe that's not where I'm going to find my identity or purpose. That in the end, ultimately, if we want true life, to, to understand what it means to truly be human, it's only found in Him, in Jesus. He is the bread of life. And he's saying, Come to me. Right? And He gives us this fourfold formula in the Gospels, as the Pastor just shared from Luke chapter 22, verse 19, talking about the bread. There's this fourfold formula He's given us. I just want to explore this real quick on as we take the bread. He said, listen, the first thing is you've got, to, you've got to take it. Everybody say take. You see, Jesus is not going to force himself upon you. He's not going to force salvation, freedom, deliverance upon you. He's offering it to you. Every moment, every day, he's offering it to you. But he's not like that school lunch lady as you go down the line and saying, you're just going to eat this because that's what we're serving today. No, no. He's saying, there's the bread. Do you want it? You've got to choose for yourself in this moment. Am I going to take it? The first thing we got to do is we got to take it. Everybody say take The second thing he did is he gave thanks. Other gospel accounts say that he blessed it. We've got to give thanks for who Jesus is and what he's done and what he continues to do in our life. And so as we we take the bread, we we choose to, to receive that offer of salvation, of freedom, of forgiveness of sins. We also give thanks. We take a moment before we take the bread, before we take the potato chips, whatever you got where you're at, to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. The third thing that happened is that Jesus broke it. He took the bread and he broke it, just like this. He broke it. Why? Because his body was broken. He knew it was about to happen. He knew the only way that we could be made right to be forgiven of our sins was he had to give his very life. Not part of his life, but everything. Every ounce of sweat and blood that he had, The pain that he went through, we can't even imagine. We're going to celebrate that later this week on Good Friday. That He allowed himself to be broken. He broke the bread symbolizing his body was going to be broken. And finally, he gave it away. He gave it to his disciples. Everybody say, give it away. away. You see, the gospel is not the gospel if it's not relational. Jesus is relational. He's been relational since the beginning of time. He will continue to be. He's invited us into relationship with him. He's invited us to be in relationship with one another. Wherever you're at right now. You got family with you. Maybe you're even sitting by yourself physically, but there's other people out there that you are connected with. And as we celebrate communion, we commune together. We give this away. We give it to others in our life and say, would you do this with me? I can't, I can't live this life without you. I need God. I need you in my life. And so that fourfold, as we are about to prepare our hearts to take of the bread and to take of the juice, we're going we're gonna to first, we're going to take it. Everybody say take. Thanks. We're going to give thanks. Everybody say give thanks. Give thanks. We're going we're gonna to break it. Everybody say Break. And finally, we're going to give it away. Everybody say, give it away. give it away. We thank you, God, that you love us. We thank you for the bread, what it symbolizes. Lord, we're so thankful that you would give yourself away to us. And we, we, we enter into this sacred moment, Lord, with hearts so full of gratitude and thanksgiving that you love us that much. So, God, we praise you in this place. In Jesus' name. Pastor Greg.
2: Family, as you're sitting in your house right now and you have Pastor Miles come up and share, Pastor Jefferson come up and give you... An explanation, beautifully put, about the bread. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what this juice, whatever juice you may have in your house, you may have some type of whatever that may look like. You may have it in your house, but what this represents. And Pastor Miles read out of Luke, and if you look at that next verse in 20, it talks about that you come into a new covenant with him. What is a covenant? It means you're in fellowship with him. You're one with him. So if you have your Bibles, which I'm sure you do as you're sitting at home right now, you can flip right over to 1 John 4, 7, 1 John, excuse me, 1, 7, 1 John 1, 7, and this blood represents something truly beautiful, what Jesus did for us, and he told us two things that we can do in this blood, and in this passage, 1 John 1, 7, but if we walk in the light, everybody say in in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship, everybody say fellowship, with one another and the blood of Jesus. Everybody say the blood of, blood of Jesus. Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. All sin. All sin. Some of you that are sitting in your house, you, you, you may have failed in certain areas in your life. You're like, I don't, I don't necessarily qualify. and you know, I, I'm not an eloquent speaker and, 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 and i did done this and I've done that. The Bible states very clearly that all sin is washed away by the blood. Whether you were doing drugs for 20 plus years or you were, had a business and you've been cheating on your taxes or, or, or maybe, maybe, maybe you've been cursing your wife or cursing your spouse or cursing your husband. God says, I wash away all sin. Everybody say all sin. All sin, all sin is washed away by the blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ. You know, family, as we're sitting here and it's, it's uncertain times, everything is looking new. Church is looking new. We, we don't know what's going on. And God has given us um, his word to cling to, his word to cling to. You know, I had this vision. I was sitting at home, and, and, and we were talking about partaking of the blood. And, and I was like, God, the, the people just need to know. They need to know. And, and he said, you know what? I want you to get them, give them antivirus software. I want you to give them my word. Antivirus software is God's word. What does he say? He says that this blood washes away all your sin washes away all your negative thinking, takes you to a place of fellowship with him. He says that if you walk with him, everybody say walk. Walk. And then he says that you have to have fellowship. Everybody say fellowship. Fellowship. So if you do these two things, you walk with him and you have fellowship with one another, now's the time to pick up the phone, call a friend, shoot him a text, say, hey, I'm praying for you and I want to let you know that the blood of Jesus washes away all sin. I'm sending you a word of encouragement that the blood of Jesus washes all away sin. This is what he did. He took the cup and he says, I'm pouring this out like I'm pouring out my life for you. That this juice, which represents my blood, washes everything clean, washes your mind clean, washes your past clean. And it brings you into a space of fellowship, brings you in a space where you can walk again You can live again, but most importantly, it brings you in covenant with Jesus, and he poured it out just like this. The same way he poured out his life for you is the same way we get a chance to pour out our life for him. Even in the midst of uncertainty times, family, I want to encourage you with the smile on my face. The same one reflected in my heart is the one Jesus wants to give to you right now, that this blood washes away all sin. Everybody say all sin. Family, we're praying for you. We're lifting you up. And I'm going to bring up my, my good friend, Pastor Travis Gibson. And we're going to partake in these elements and glorify and draw close to the Lord right now.
3: I'm going to go ahead and ask you to get your elements ready in just a few moments. We're going to take those together. And as you're doing that, I'll tell you a story about a date night I had with my wife. Her name's is Vanessa. Uh, we decided to do dinner and a concert. And so dinner, we chose the OG. Some of you know that as the Olive Garden. We call it the OG. <laughs> Dinner went so good, we were running late to the concert, and so we whipped it over real quick to the venue, we put it in park, locked the door, threw our jackets on, and we ran to the venue, and we realized there were lines everywhere. There were like 10 lines, and we didn't know what they were for. Turns out there was a line for will call, there was a line for a VIP, there was a line for general admission, there was a line for people that were still buying their tickets. Well, we just picked the shortest one. We didn't know what it was for, we just jumped in. Well, we don't want you tonight or today, wherever you're watching this, to just jump into communion. We want you to know what it's for. Communion is for those individuals who have put their trust and their life in the hands of Jesus Christ. And it's as simple as A, B, C. It's simple, but it's not easy because it took blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what we celebrate today. And so, one, in just a few moments, we're going to admit that we are in need of a Savior. That we are sinners, all of us, and are in need of a Savior desperately of a savior who saves. And B, we're going to believe that God in his love sent his son Jesus to live the life that you and I couldn't do. We still can't get it right. We never will. But he sent his son to live that perfect life for us and die on the cross. We believe that. And then C, we're to confess that Jesus is Lord of all. Because what good is it if you believe, but you don't confess it? And what good is it if you admit that you're a sinner, but you never proclaim that Jesus is now Lord? So we're going to do all three of those things in just a moment. So I'm going to invite you wherever you are, wherever you're gathered on this Palm Sunday with your elements ready, uh, just to pray this prayer if you need to receive Jesus as Lord of your life. Would you go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes, and I'm going to lead you in a real simple prayer. This is between you and the Lord, and as you have your head bowed and your eyes closed, I want you just to repeat this in the quiet of your heart. If you need to receive Jesus, just say, dear Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I need a savior. I need saving from my sin. I believe, God, that you sent your son. You love the world so much that you sent your one and only son to live and die for me and right now i confess jesus as lord of my life he's lord over all things he's lord over my mind he's lord over my heart he's lord over my life my marriage my kids my house everything i have jesus is now lord of all things as your heads are bowed wherever you are and your eyes are closed if you prayed that prayer in just a moment even though I can't see you, but God sees you, I want you to acknowledge the step you just took by raising your hand. I'm gonna to count to three. And there may be family around, there may be kids with you, you may be alone, it just maybe just you and God, but I want you to acknowledge your decision today because heaven's going crazy. And Jesus is so blessed, so blessed by your decision. And so on the count of three, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand so we can celebrate you and so heaven can go crazy. One, two, Three, put that hand up right now where everyone can see you. God can see you, we see you, we love you and God bless you for your decision. I wanna pray for you right now, Lord. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for all those decisions right now across the city, our county, our nation and the world. Wherever they're gathered, this Palm Sunday, they're saying, Jesus, I'm with you, I'm all in. My life belongs to you. So we bless them now, give them a new heart, new mind, change them forever. May they never be the same from this point forward they will never forget this, the moment that Jesus became Lord of all. We bless you and we bless them. In your name, everybody said, amen. Hey, Rock Church, let's give them a hand. All those that are gathered across the nation, across our city, we celebrate you. Now I want you to get those elements out very carefully. Your bread and the juice as you've got your elements in your hand in front of you. Um, As we just put an exclamation point on the decision you just made, we also want to encourage you to let someone know about the step you just took. And so tell your friends, tell your family, uh, text a friend, let somebody know about what you just did and let us know. There's a button where you can select, raise your hand. That's a decision you just made right now. There's a place where you can comment in the comment section if you're viewing us on our online platform on Facebook and just let somebody know because we wanna pray for you and we wanna help you get plugged in to the next step. But here's the next step today. We're gonna celebrate communion. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the apostle Paul, uh, he wrote a letter to a church in Corinth to a gathering, a church that met in circles just like this and maybe the circle that you're in right now. And he wrote him a letter about how to do this the right way. First, you made that decision already. You believe in Jesus. And next, you take bread and the juice. And when you do this, every time you do it, you proclaim the life, death, resurrection power of Jesus Christ. And so we don't want to mess around with that. We want to celebrate this and do it right. That's why we're so honored that you would do it with us. So we celebrate and honor Jesus right now with the bread. Jesus broke it, as Pastor Jason said. He held it up and blessed it, passed it to his disciples said, when you do this, never forget me and remember the sacrifice. My arms stretched on the cross, a crown of thorns pressed on my head, my feet and hands pierced. I was whipped. I was lashed. People turned on me. I was spat on. They, 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 they rebuked me. The Father even had to turn from me so I could bear your sin. And so when you take this bread, you don't forget me. You remember me and celebrate my death. Let's take the bread right now and remember Jesus. After Jesus had taken the bread, he took a cup and filled with juice passed it to his disciples and in the same way he took the bread he said this represents my blood now which will be poured out for the multitude of sins and I want you to think for a second about the old life that we just stepped away from the old sins the old ways the old thoughts the old struggles Jesus said I paid for all those but I also pay for the stuff you struggle with today and I also with this blood will pay for everything that's coming in the future will always be sinners, but while you and I were still sinners, the Bible says Christ died for us, and that's what this blood represents. He said, this represents all of that, and so make sure to remember my blood. There's got to be blood. Jesus is the lion, and he's the sacrificial lamb. So right now, we honor the blood of Jesus, and the power that's in his blood. Go ahead and take the juice. Let's pray together. Jesus, we honor you today. Palm Sunday, we thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your life. Thank you for the cross. There's so much power in the cross. And so as we gather across the nation, across the city, wherever people are joining in, we make it about you and you only. It's always and only about you, Jesus. We love you. We thank you for your grace. All that we need is in the cross. So we look to you now. We worship you with this act. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. God bless you, Rock Church.